So why is it that uh, how late was how late was too late on this podcast tonight? I was thinking like around. I was thinking like around nine or ten. I get tired. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> oh. oh, if that's the only reason why, then I'm not too concerned about it. I, I didn't know if you had something going on or not. Well, you know, aside from work the next day, but tomorrow I'm off because we're actually going to uh, Frisco, Texas, to go see a uh, a surgeon for my back, not to get surgery, but just get a second opinion on oh. what the next steps are to um, heal and fix my back because the chiropractor has been great to an extent, but it doesn't stick and stay. Uh, the decompression helped with the uh, mm-hmm. um with the bulging disc initially, but you know, the pain's coming back. It's I'm limited as to what I can and can't do. And I got to be so easy. And so just want to see what the next steps are, get a second opinion and just, <laughs> just kind of see what, see what happens, you know, because obviously, you know, surgery is like last case, worst case scenario, kind of a deal being, you know, being so young in my opinion. Right. Uh, a lot of people say that, um, most likely what I'm thinking he'll want to do is get another MRI after looking at the MRI that I had from back in June and uh, get a second MRI, see where my back is currently, and then go from there. You know, whether it's physical therapy of some sort, uh, maybe a shot to decrease the swelling um, from that bulging disc, because I'm sure it's still bulging. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Just got to get it better so I can get my butt back in shape and and uh, get back to life as normal. Heck yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, nothing, nothing really new this week. We we finally got our fencing done and everything around the yard. So we did that. We actually, I'm I'm proud of us because we just hammered down and got this. It, you know, in the wintertime, nonetheless, and we dug the holes, we concreted the poles, we got the fencing up all in a weekend. I, I was wow. impressed. I can't believe we got that all done. But it did cost the life of a drill. So now I'm, <laughs> I've, I've burned up my last corded drill. <laughs> oh, corded drill. I haven't used one of those in years. Yeah. Uh, did y'all use like the aluminum piping or did y'all use like, uh, like the steel thick piping? No wood. Oh, you used no for the wood posts. Oh, you used wood posts. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Wood posts. And then we had gotten, we had gotten on an auction, some chain link, which we'll do for now. But the reason we had to go wood post is because eventually it'll all turn into, um, cedar, slat privacy fence eventually but that's as we have the money to to get all the slats and everything like that so i don't know we'll see well you know i I heard it's chain link i saw a deal recently that apparently lowe's uh, and home depot maybe do the same thing i'm not sure but i heard for the grapevine that you can go to lowe's and you can ask them for any lumber that's been returned and apparently you can get a quite a large discount on returned lumber and fencing any, any type of lumber. So uh, next time you need lumber of any really? sort, yeah, you might, 
you might go to Lowe's or Home Depot and say, hey, do y'all have any returned lumber that I can get at a, at a discounted price and see what happens? Man, I tell you what, speaking of wood, I got the hookup today from, yeah. and it's like, he, he did me, he did me good enough that I'm going to give him a little shameless plug here because, well, he's, he's a friend of mine and he owns this company called True Log Homes. It's in Grangeville, Idaho. And, um, man, I tell you what, they make some awesome log homes. They're always working on them. But anyway, I needed, um, some firewood and he, he hooked me up. It was pretty awesome. Oh, I bet. He, uh, uh, I went out there. Yeah. He's uh, of course they always have wood and stuff. And so, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I got a trailer load today, but yeah. Heck any of you listening, if you need a log home, look them up. They do a fantastic job at making at building log cabins and everything like that. And they'll go as big. They're all custom. So they'll go as big as you want. I've always wanted, I think that that's probably my, my dream home is a true genuine log cabin, not like the log siding. That's like a half of a piece of, you know, Mm. wood, but I'm talking like genuine, true solid logs. I've always wanted to, is that what they do is like the true logs for like log cabins? Oh yeah. This is, oh wow. That's, this is a real deal. That's why it's called true log. True log. Ah, hence, hence the name. <laughs> well, you never know. You never Great. know. You never know. No, that's cool though. Yes, yeah, if y'all if y'all need a log cabin, hit them up. Well, you know, and all them those most of those logs that they're using are uh, are hand uh, skinned. You know, like he has guys out there oh, yeah. skinning those things. Of course, with power tools, you know, but by hand. Yeah. No, they're old school. They're out there with that big deal scraping, scraping them big logs all the way to with the draw knife. Yeah. One house takes like two years to build. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah. No, they got all the modern conveniences. They can they can knock a house out in no time. For all purposes, purposes, but uh, they probably have like a large planter and they just shove that log through there and. Well, most of them are done, so they got several different little stations there, and they, um, you know, so the, these guys will initially do the the hand skinning of them, and then they've got a lathe that will um, true the log up to mm-hmm. to what it is, and then it comes out a fully skinned, trued up log, and that can be cut, that can be moved out, and then cut in whatever. Uh, you know, the arch, the shape to fit them together, like a Lincoln logs, you know? So anyway, those yeah. go, that goes out and that gets cut by the guys with a chainsaw and all that. It's quite, it's mm. a heck of a process. Yeah. That's impressive. But yeah, I have got to say thank you to true log for hooking me up with some, some good firewood. Cause we're, I mean, we're getting low. I, I just didn't have chance to cut firewood. Like we had talked I don't know how long ago on it. Right. Yeah. And so now how I'm much, just having to source this stuff. How much longer do you guys have of winter, do you think? A few more months? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not uncommon. I mean, we've, we've been doing okay, but we got snow coming in, and there's talk of another cold front. But um, 
normally it's you know you could there's a possibility of snow even around Easter time. Really? Yeah, you know, there's people that say they've seen snow around Easter. Yeah. Well, they're saying, you know, we've been in the 70s and 80s this week here, and they're saying next Tuesday that we're expecting. Now, get this. I know this will be a shocker to you, Aaron. This is a lot of snow. I mean, this is a lot of snow here. Two and a half inches. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look out. We, we might not oh, be driving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what we forgot? We're we're like 10 minutes, 12 minutes into this uh episode and we have not even introduced the show. So let's uh let's go ahead and introduce the show, huh? Let's go for it. Fearless. Chase. Bold. Following. Courageous. Search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. Alright. Hey guys, and welcome back to Undaunted Pursuit. You heard us talking earlier, and uh, we just want to tell you thanks for listening. And yeah, so we're going to get back into it. Uh, Glad you're here. Just because we forgot to do this at the beginning. Yeah. So there we go. Yep. Intro done. (laughs) (laughs) A little late. Uh, Better late than never. Right. Well, yeah, that's okay. Bye. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, heck, I guess maybe we ought to get into it, huh? I don't really have have much more small talk. Yeah. Oh, I can make stuff off all night long. It hasn't been very exciting. (laughs) <laughs> we have more important things to talk about. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So we had left. Um, we didn't get finished it, with Luke chapter five last week. So right. um, we're going to pick up where we left off there. But uh, I wanted to I wanted to kind of recap a little bit for the listeners. If they're just starting on this episode, whatever we've seen, uh, Jesus is gathering his disciples. And, um, with, at the beginning of the chapter, we saw the boatload of fish. He, um, with Simon and James and John, Mm -hmm. um, he, he performed that miracle. And he also, he healed a, a leper, right? We talked about that. Yeah. And um, now the paralytic, yeah. which is where we're kind of leaving from there. So they had dropped this paralytic in from the roof and he healed them. And then, of course, the Pharisees being who they are, whatever, was questioning who he was to to forgive sins. And mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, now he's taken all this on and now he's ready to take on a tax collector. Now, and let me tell you, these these tax collectors... They were Jewish citizens, but of course they were looked upon and frowned upon by society, by their fellow Jews, because uh, they were practically, they were outcasts from society. Because not only because uh, they were collecting, but they they were almost incentivized to over collect because they could keep everything over collected after they paid. Because it was a bidding system, Marshall. All these tax collectors would bid out and then they would agree on and it was it was a really competitive system so then whatever they promised to the to the romans 
they would keep everything they over collected. So it was, um, it, 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 I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. He, it was like a, they could become wealthy quick. And it was like, it was encouraged, I guess, by the Romans, whatever to, you know, I said incentivized. It's probably the best word for it. Yeah. That's interesting. I never knew that. Yeah. So anyway, so here we are. We're going to go after the after the whole thing. Everybody was astonished at, uh, with this, the healing of the paralytic. And so it, we, we pick up in verse 27 that it says here, after this, Jesus went out and noticed a tax collector named Levi, which was his, that was Matthew's name. He, Levi later becomes Matthew. Okay. Yeah. And, I'll, and that's something when I was reading this, um, I never knew. That, that 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 was Matthew's name. That his name was Levi before. Uh, I guess Jesus gave him a new name of Matthew, which uh, is mm-hmm. kind of like what he did with. Uh, I'm drawing a blank with Simon Peter. Uh, you know, did the same thing for him, and so I, that's something I absolutely never knew. I was like, "Who is this Levi guy? I've never even heard of Levi." And then I get to read yeah. a little more. I'm like, "Oh, it's Matthew. Okay, interesting. Well, it's <laughs> the <Matthew>. more you know." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, and and you can imagine like how Matthew felt as a as a tax collector. He's he's been considered this traitor, and they they were like these tax collectors were the most visible traitors. They they're like the most visible Jewish traitors, and and that's because they had this they had a Roman guard that was they had the protection of the Roman guards standing right there by them, and the, and they were forcing these people to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. And so, did you know, Marshall, that when the uh, when a Jew entered into this type of work, that they were just they were immediately um, outcast from the society, and they were disqualified as a judge or or a witness, um, and they were excommunicated from the synagogue, and also considered a disgrace to the whole family. It was it, it was quite the ordeal. Oh, wow. Well, you know, you know, I guess that's true because. I mean, not I guess I know it's true, but you know, I and I actually that when I first realized that and learned that was watching the Chosen series, um, because Matthew the tax collector in that series uh, talks about that a, a few different times, where he's saying how his family really just kind of disowned him and didn't have a whole lot to do with him uh, for for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, you think about that now, it's you, you, you would never that wouldn't happen, but. Um, <clears throat> It's crazy. It's kind of sad. Yeah. You know, and then here and then here comes Jesus. Uh, you know, as we as we move on, here comes Jesus. He walks up and he says, "Hey, Levi, follow me." <laughs> and you know, the in the the um Oh man, I I cannot think this I, I cannot think today. Uh, <laughs> what that's meaning when he says, "Hey, Levi, follow me. Um follow me as my disciple. Follow me as um, and then it says, uh, accepting me as your master and teacher and walking in the path of life that I walk. That was kind of the, in the parentheses in this, uh, amplified version. So you can imagine, uh, Matthew was, he probably had a lot of money. He was probably, he was probably, he was richest. They say he would have been the richest among all of the disciples. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. You know, I love the reading that <laughs> I was reading that earlier 
when Jesus uh, he just walks up and just says in the red letters, "Follow me," and and you know that says you know, that it was Jesus that was saying that. And uh, I don't know. I, I just picture here's Levi or Matthew uh, at his tax booth doing his mm-hmm. thing, and yeah, I don't know that. That, that Levi, maybe he knew of Jesus or did he know of him at all? Um, but still pretty, I would think he's an unfamiliar individual to an extent at this point. And this guy comes up to you. He's like, Hey, follow me. And I don't think it was like a, Hey, follow me. I think it was kind of a stern, like follow me, you know, like a, a very kind and loving, mm-hmm. but a very like, follow me. I don't know. I just, every time I see it, it puts a smile on my face. Cause I just picture Jesus saying that and how amazing would that be? But I, it, it's just crazy. Just, to, I don't know. I and mean, then just to, to drop everything and, and, and follow him. Uh, I don't know. That's crazy mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Let's, uh, let's take a break real quick. Okay. Hold on just a second. Anyway. All right. Now we're, we're back. We're, we're back. back. Um, <laughs> so, and here's, here's what, here's what I'm thinking, Marshall, that, um, no, not thinking we, we can kind of speculate that, um, he was, that the fish of course were, were taxed. And so here Jesus is calling on uh, Levi or Matthew. I'm going to, from here on out, I'm going to call him Matthew because that's what we're used to calling him. So Matthew had obviously had most likely taxed these fish or you know had taxed peter james and john and then you see jesus come along says follow me and what does he do he left everything behind got up and began to follow jesus so he in that moment drops everything as soon as jesus says the word drops everything and and goes to follow him some would say Mm -hmm. that that was even a greater of a sacrifice than maybe some of the other guys may that uh that was even more of a sacrifice than some of the other disciples uh, because of the fact that, you know, he's leaving something he can't come back to because this tax collector business, hold on. What is my computer doing? Oh, well, I can't see you. There we go. Now I can. It wasn't, it wasn't you. It was just still popping up with things. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> this tax collector business was very competitive too. So you had, you had a lot of people bidding out these jobs so they're gonna as soon as uh matthew drops what he's doing there's somebody waiting in line for that position for that job Mm -hmm. and so he's gonna give up all this all these uh riches which is what what we should do but at at this moment he's giving up all this for something he doesn't necessarily know what he's getting himself into right you catch my drift oh yeah i'm following you i'm picking up what you're dropping (laughs) (laughs) and you know and he's so just by those few words the that follow me was so profound and um not not yeah profound that or must have been that he wants to throw now he wants to throw a big party for jesus because he wants to bring in his friends he wants to see he wants all of his friends at what little friends he does have um you know hey look at this guy Look at Jesus. Yeah. He wants them to know mm-hmm. Jesus too. Well, I mean, how, a, how could you not be as to how... excited? Sorry. How, how could you not be excited, yeah. um, you know, and not want to throw a party uh, and share 
who Jesus is after <laughs> something of that great significance happens to you. You know, I mean, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, whoa. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like when you first become a Christian, you're all like, you're like, you're like really fired up, right? You're like, hey, I'm going to go take on the world and yeah. spread the gospel. Every single person, tell God, tell everybody about Jesus, every single person I meet. That's probably how he was, which that's how we should always be. But the fact of the matter is, is we're usually mm-hmm. not. Um, but I bet that's how he was just like, whoo, you know, he was on fire. <laughs> he was on fire. Yeah. And that's, well, that's exactly what you do. Like you remember that when you came back from a, a, a youth conference or something like that with your church or a mission trip or whatever. And then you were just, you were mm-hmm. so on fire and you were so high on that mountain. You were high on Jesus. And then you just, you came back to school and you were telling everybody and uh, you're trying to share Jesus with anybody and everybody. That's exactly what it's like. And that's what I was going to say earlier is that it's this, this passage here is a perfect foreshadowing as to how we should act as Christians. Absolutely. Let's see here where we at. So he gives, as we get into verse 29, Matthew gave a great banquet for him at his house and there was a large crowd of tax collectors and others who were reclining at the table with them. So here they are sitting at this table. They're all around this table. And um, and then we brought this up last week, Marshall. Here are these creeps creeping on them. I don't know why these guys are there. But the Pharisees and their scribes, seeing those whom he was associating, began murmuring in discontent to his disciples, asking, why are you eating and drinking with these tax collectors and sinners? And then, of course, uh, you know, sinners being the non-observant Jews. Yeah. The Pharisees to me seem like the people in the church who just have to complain about everything and question everything the mm-hmm. pastor does <laughs> if it doesn't line up with the King James version. <laughs> you know, that's that's what the Pharisees remind me of. Yep. <laughs> no offense to those who like the King James version. Nothing yeah. wrong with that, but that's just what it reminds me of. <laughs> <laughs> so you know these. These Pharisees and scribes, they were like indirectly attacking Jesus through his disciples. And of course, Jesus gives this real simple, but yet we'll say it again. It's like it's a real simple answer, but it there it has so much meaning behind it. Because he, he, I, I don't know if they were doing this in front of him or or what, where these disciples were as opposed to where Jesus was in the, in the room or if the disciples were just sitting outside or whatever. But anyway, he says, uh, is it not those who are healthy who need... Oh, wait, 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 let me see. It is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but only those who are sick. I did not come to call self-proclaimed righteous who see no need to repent. Of course, now he's taking a shot at these guys, you know, (laughs) but sinners to repent, to change your old way of thinking and to turn from sin and to seek God and his righteousness. These guys thought that they were perfect already. So, of course, mm-hmm. you know, that's not... They needed Jesus. Yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. But they're not They're not going to see it as easily as somebody who is really living in sin, who is really sick. And, of course, Jesus, being the great physician he is, he, that's who he comes. He comes to... You know, he well, comes it's like you said, these us. Pharisees, these Pharisees think they are you know, that they're just these perfect people, uh, these perfect religious individuals um, and better than others. And I love it how Jesus just kind of nonchalantly low blows them. And it's not that that was necessarily his intention maybe, but 
I mean, there, there's a, there's a lesson, and I think just oh, no, about everything was. Jesus does. <laughs> you think it was? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lesson in just about everything Jesus says and does throughout the Bible. It, it can be very humbling. It can be very happy. It can be a lot of things. But um, in this situation, I think it was a very, like you said, low blow, blow to the gut, and a very humbling situation for these Pharisees. Now they probably don't realize it in that moment, but later on, mm-hmm. you know, but. Yeah, that's where that's where I was going to go with that next is that or, you know, after listening to you talk there, Marshall, is that, you know, these guys still didn't pick up on his what he was saying or maybe Mm -hmm. they did. And it just infuriated him in infuriate him more, (laughs) you know. Oh, yeah. However the heck you say that word. (laughs) And so so then they then here they go again trying to. trap Jesus, try to come up with stuff. Cause you can't imagine that these guys are asking questions. Um, uh, Oh man. If I was to ask you a question and mean it, you know, or, uh, man, what's the word Marshall? Like, like, like with authority question and mean it. Oh wait, no, 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 no. Like, uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank too. <laughs> I am too. Yeah. It, sarcastically asking these questions rather than actually meaning wanting to know the answer to the question that they're asking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's essentially, of course. Yeah. I don't know. My brain is scattered tonight, but that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking that this is how they were asking them these questions. So they said in verse 33, they said to him, the disciples of John the Baptist often practice fasting and offer prayers of special petition. And so do the disciples of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink. Oh, my goodness. Whoop-de-doo, right? <laughs> well, you can just sense and see the, the, the snarkiness of their, of, their, of their comments they're making to Jesus. It's like, well, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then here comes Jesus once again with his lesson. Yeah. And so, so here they are asking about... You know, why aren't you following the rules? And and then it's like, and Jesus said to them, can you make the... So he gives them this analogy. He answers their question with um, a question. with an analogy to... Yeah, it, it's to his day. It, you know, the the way of the wedding, a wedding was right. practiced in, in that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And these would have been... These weddings were week-long ordeals and, and whatever. But... Um, and I'll I'll give you a little bit of tidbit of information, but any anyway, he answers uh, this question like this: um, is verse thirty four? Can you make the wedding guests of the bridegroom fast while he was with them? But the days for mourning will come when the bridegroom is is forcefully taken away from them, and they will fast in those days. So I'm gonna stop right there real quick because he's kind of. He's giving them a little snippet about what's going to happen to him, what they are actually going to pu- you know, push him into, and what his job on coming in the flesh mm-hmm. is. But before that, so the, these wedding feasts were, um, a, it were, were of joy and happiness uh, in, in, in that culture. And so it was a week-long feast. It was a week-long party for this wedding. And, um, and so these religious rituals... They were kind of looked over during these times. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was it was understood that the that joy for this for this occasion 
was more important than the conformity to the re- religious uh, rituals of the time, wow. which is why he uses that. Um, you know, he's talking about himself here. Can you uh, can you make the wedding guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? He's talking about himself there. So these disciples, mm-hmm. there's no need for them to follow this old law because they're following the new law already. Exactly with yeah. Jesus. That's what Jesus came is what is teaching them right now. He's teaching them the new law. Mm-hmm. You know, a little so side it note. Says, it says in the, something that I go ahead. When we're when, as we're reading this. All I can think is imagine, you know, put yourself in Jesus's shoes. Of course, Jesus knew the outcome of all this. You know, he's, he's God in flesh. He's, he's, you know, and, but he's like, like you said, he's saying all this knowing what's going to happen. But just imagine knowing the outcome of what is, what is, what is going to happen soon. And what is to come and just the pain and the torment that he is soon to bear for everybody. I'm just like, but yet he does it with such joy and love and happiness and, and just, ah, I just, I don't know. That's as a readness, you know, because he's just like, um, would it be a, like a foreshadow kind of a, kind of a deal? Is that the right word? Mm, it Well, to him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah essentially. If that's the right word, I yeah. Don't know. I mean, I, that's what this. That's that's pretty much as he 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 tells these he tells everybody what his job is, um, mm-hmm. in many different ways several times throughout the you know throughout his time here on earth. He's always right. trying to prepare. Jesus is always trying to prepare his disciples and everybody around him that that you know he's come to die for our sins, and right. so he tells them in many different ways. Mm-hmm. Anyway, carry on. And well, and that's where he, that's where he goes into um, there. There, there will come a day when the fasting is appropriate for them because they're going to be mourning. Mm-hmm. They're going to take him away. Yeah. So now he's going to go into a different parable. Coming in verse thirty six here, he's going to go into a different parable. Uh, now explaining new law versus old law, and you can't fit a new. You can't fit this new law into. Um, into the old form, you know, you can't fit new into old, you know, it just, it's just not going to work. So he says, he goes into it. Um, no one tears a piece of cloth from a new garment and puts it on an old one. Otherwise he will both tear the new and, uh, the piece from the, from the new will not match the old. No one puts new wine into old wine skins. Otherwise the new, uh, the fermenting wine will expand and burst the old skins and it'd be spilled out and the skins will be ruined. But the new wine must be put into fresh wineskins, and no one after uh, drinking old wine wishes for new, for he says the old is fine. So now he goes back to talking about them kind of remaining in a... Uh, he, he goes back to talking about he how just because people are comfortable with the old, they, they assume that it, the old is better. Right. So anyway, all in all... What this the last part of this chapter is is here Jesus is basically saying Jesus came to introduce something new and he wasn't he's not here to patch up the the old system right he's here to he's here to introduce something completely new mm-hmm. he just and and the and the thing about the thing that we can take away from it is that he doesn't he also doesn't destroy the old law he doesn't destroy but he what what he does is 
he fulfills it perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, and what we say in fulfill it is you take a seed that grows into something else. There is a sense in which the seed is still there, but it has it has bloomed into into something great. You know, yeah. this analogy I was reading um, was uh, there is a sense in which. Um, he feel, just as an acorn is fulfilled when it grows into an oak tree, there is a sense in which the acorn is gone, but its purpose is fulfilled in greatness. I found that to be a yeah. uh, a really good analogy as to how Jesus fulfilled the old law. I like it. So that finishes out on chapter five. I love it. Chapter five so far, yeah. I think what we've read so far i think was my favorite we'll see what the rest of it has has in store but uh so far five it's, tops it for it's me it's getting good cuz i it is getting good some of the other yeah i mean cuz it and then leading up there's just a lot of there's a lot of meanings and we probably could have gone a little deeper in some aspects of it um but hey that's our translation of it that's our uh interpretation of it whatever however you want to look at it that's kind of how we we take it and it kind of hopefully it people can take a little something out of it and read it for themselves of course we always put that disclaimer out here as we're going on um through this bible study that you need to go and read this stuff for yourself because there's there's parts of it that we're that we are skipping over we're not reading it completely verbatim we are reading it but um you know you do have to read it yourself well, yeah, it's important for you guys to read this yourself and ask questions. And you can ask us questions. You can email us. You can send us messages on social media uh, or ask your pastor, ask other yep. friends that you look up to and you, you can uh, rely on that are good Christian, mature Christian individuals. Um, that's that's very important. Don't take our word for everything. Uh, we're humans. We make mistakes just like everybody else. So it's important to read this for yourself. Yeah. So, well, all right. Well, we got this in under an hour, at least, Marshall. Hey, it's a record. How cool is that? (laughs) I know. (laughs) All right, man. Well, I have got to go figure out. I pulled some pork chops out. Our our hog got done this week. So I was like, hey, Ashley was asking me what I wanted for dinner. I was like, let's pull out some some of that piggy I got last night. And uh, let's see what we can do there. You guys have a cow? You got a hog? Yeah. What's next? Yeah, <laughs> What's next? <laughs> Ali, you got the whole barnyard out there in your freezer. <laughs> right. That's that's a good thing to have and thank the Lord. Thank it was it's only by his by his grace that we have as much meat in the freezer as we do. Cuz well, I obviously cannot seal the deal come elk season. You know, it's funny. I'll throw this in here real quick. Me and Kelsey always say, my wife, we always say, you know, if the poo hits the fan in America and uh, the grocery stores dry up, we know where we're going. We're, we're, we're heading north to Aaron and Ashley's house because yeah. <laughs> we know that we will be able to survive there uh, with with Aaron's survival talents and techniques that he's accrued over the years. Um, he knows a lot more than I do. I can do a little bit, but he Even knows way the, more than I do. And now we're trying to do that in town. You know, how do you, how do you be self-sufficient yeah. in town, you which to it's adapt. possible. I mean, we're, we're getting there. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of an adapt adaptation, but 
I think it's fully possible to be. I mean, because we're there. I mean, of course, we have a big lot. It's it's almost about a half acre. You can do a lot on a half acre. So, oh, yeah. yeah, most definitely. <clears throat> I mean, we're gonna try. We got this year. We've got to get our greenhouse built. As soon as that's built, we're looking at getting into a little bit more um, aquaponics, and mm. so that way we'll have a, a fish source and year-round growing on yeah. you know in the top. And so I like those aquaponics; yeah. those are neat. Well, I mean, we're already seeing it. Well, we're already seeing. I mean, of course, we've we know this is gonna this is coming, but we've seen we're seeing it now. I mean, have you heard of like? whatever, I don't know, salad shortages. And now supposedly there's supposed to be an egg shortage and uh, it's coming. Oh, there's, there's shortages of all sorts of stuff and, and prices are going through the roof. I was talking to some coworkers today about how eggs are seven, eight, nine dollars you know, for a dozen, you know, we, we found them for a couple of dollars at the store that we go to in town, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And that's something that my wife and I want to get into is, you know, getting chickens and start having some animals that we can raise and, you know, our own garden and stuff. Yeah. Um, because it, it's like you said, it's good to be resourceful and it's good to be able to rely on yourself. Um, cause one of these days this stuff's going to shut down and it ain't going to be there for you. And then what are you going to do? I, I encourage everybody. I, if you know, chickens at least, you know, and they're easy. That's easy. They easy. hatch eggs. You not- collect them. And if you get a slaughter, it's a simple thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I say that. Yep. And uh, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with them. They don't stink. No. Contrary to what people believe, they're not that stinky, and they're you know depending on where you put them, they can be they can be awfully clean, and you know it, it's not that expensive to keep them. You can feed them table scraps. You can feed them. You can feed them practically anything. Well, and so, if you I mean, have an issue you with can insects their feed or with table scraps, yeah, like mosquitoes, they, they eat the heck out of mosquitoes. You get yourself like five or ten chickens in the backyard. You got mosquitoes. Say bye bye to your mosquitoes, man. Yeah. So, I mean, you, those of you listening, you want to know how to be a little bit more self sufficient? Get chickens, because like Marshall was saying, you got you can kill them for meat. You can just keep them for eggs. Either way. That's that is a great starting animal, starting you know things. Most people, most places, they're they're available. They're, uh, however, but it, and you can they don't have to be expensive either. You you can make no. things. You can make their coop for next to nothing. Oh, absolutely! And the eggs are a great source of protein. And think about it this way too: if you're growing your own food and you have your own animals and stuff, what a great way to trade. You're gonna have to have a year. You have to have something. Okay, look, we're we're getting into a whole other podcast here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, now we're now we're getting into like I I I have this feeling that I need to say, all right, everybody, let's just uh, let's just start making stuff on our own. Let's just let's ditch the money and go to the trade system. <laughs> there you I'd go. be all right with that. Hey, I mean, I'd be okay with it. We'd all learn eventually. <clears throat> yeah. Heck yeah. Anyway. So anyway. All right, man. Well, let's get out of here, huh? Sounds good. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to uh, another episode Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. We'll see you all next time. Bye. See you later. Appreciate you.
Hey guys, and thank you for listening to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. Give us a good rating on iTunes, good review, leave us five stars, and follow us on YouTube. Click that subscription bell, keep up to date with the newest episodes. And don't forget to follow us on other social media outlets such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you ever have any questions, don't hesitate to email us at undauntedpursuit at gmail.com and go to our website at undauntedpursuit.podbean.com. And don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, go to Patreon, follow us on Patreon, subscribe to our channel there there's a small tier for donations any help any support this podcast is made possible by you the patron we thanks for listening we'll see you guys next time see ya
sun. 